0: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm and get started today. Welcome to the NASCAR Live Chat with Ham. Today we're going to talk about the STP 500 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race ran at Martinsville this past Sunday. If you don't know me, my name is David Ham. I'm a 25-year retired NASCAR engine builder. Uh, Recently retired about five or six months ago. Um, owner of Hamscapes, Landscaping Equipment, Repair, uh, Restorations, uh, you name it. I work on all kinds of stuff, like this old Ford tractor right here behind me. a 62 Ford. Um, I've got a 54 Ford I'm working on, a Jeep, a 65 Thunderbird. Anyway, always working on something. I also do uh, Radio Personality Ham on WAME Radio and the WAME Chill So subscribe for more chats like this every Monday night, typically, The day after the race, during NASCAR season, and I've got a bunch of stuff coming up for all season also, but today we're going to talk about the uh, race that happened at Martinsville. We're going to go over the finishing order uh, for the STP 500. We're going to go lap by lap, uh, point standings, and we're going to do some cold beer, warm beer, and then kind of a little Texas uh, AAA 500 preview for this coming weekend. So first up, the finishing order is, um, of course, Martin Truex won the race. We know that. Uh, William Byron, second, Brad Kozlowski, third, Denny Hamlin, fourth, Ryan Blaney, fifth, Kurt Busch, sixth, Kevin Harvick, Joe Logano, Kyle Larson, and Ryan Newman rounding out the top eight. So the top ten, I'm sorry. I'm um, thinking about eight the points is what I have on my brain right now because, you know, we're getting down to the wire. We're starting to lose some of the forwards in the points. Well, you know, we started out, we had five up there contending. Now it's just the Toyotas have seemed to take over. And I think it's got all of us Ford fans really frazzled. So, uh, we had two Toyotas in the finishing order. We had five Fords, which is promising, but it wasn't that most important spot, which is number one. And then we had three Chevrolets. Uh, Martin Tree won all three stages. Just get that out of the way. Um <laughs> You can tell I'm a little bit frazzled. I know that uh, Paul Rodriguez has been hyped up this week. And um, after all that, that he's been hyped up for the past two weeks. So. Uh, and Rachel Rodman after last week. you know. So it's like all of our good Ford people are um, getting a little frustrated here. So we're hopefully going to get it back on track, so to speak. And Tom Robinson and uh, Terry Quinn and D'Lo. And thanks, everybody for tuning in. Uh, so lap one led by a pole sitter, uh, Denny Hamlin, who has won at Martinsville six times now. Uh, let's see, the six, the 32, and the 55, 77 moved to the rear for failing pre-race tech. The nine car to the back of, for an engine swap, uh, he qualified second, originally in second place. So by lap 29, Martin Truex leads the race. Uh, lap 115, Martin Truex Uh, Puts off contender, uh, playoff contender, Kyle Larson, put him a lap down uh, that early in the the race, 115. So, uh, let's see. Stage one winner was Martin Truex, as I mentioned. Stage, uh, lap by lap, 128. It was a stage break. Uh, Truex comes out on the front and Kyle Larson back on the lead lap. So, he got his lap back. And uh, 183 reports, Chase Elliott has broken an axle. The nine car hits to the garage after a few more laps of sitting on pit road trying to get it fixed. is uh, still in the lead by, in lap 200. Uh, Elliot is now in 37th place and still in the garage. So he ended up coming back out uh, 34 laps down. Um, and then will likely, okay, that was by lap 215. And uh, by lap 238, he came back on track 52 laps down. And he will most likely have to finish, uh, win one of these next races to, to advance to the final four. Uh, let's see, Blaney <clears throat> Blaney has closed to within a six-tenth of a second on leader Truex. Uh Logano is now hot on the tail of the teammate Blaney for second. This is around lap 238. 2x uh, now has led 262 laps, <clears throat> which is equal to the amount of laps that he led at Martinsville. Since the start of his cup career. So he surpassed that. Doubled it. Uh, lap 305, Truex lead over Logano is now 3.5 seconds. By lap 331, Truex, Kyle Busch, Hamlin, and Logano are now above cut, cutoff line. Uh, let's see. Lap 340, Bubba Wallace is having an awesome day in 10th place. Uh, 361 accosted for a pileup, and 10 for the 10 and the 18 also involved the 47 and 48. And by 375, the 10 and the 48 cars are out of the race. Um, this this right here was probably the biggest moment of the race, in my opinion. But lap 456, there was damage to Logano's car after Hamlin pushes him up into the wall, and Logano cut, cuts down a tire and eventually spins out, still staying off the wall. You know, the announcers kept saying. Logano, into the wall, into the wall, you know, and all this kind of stuff, but I don't know. They were s- somewhat dramatizing it, but, you know, you could definitely, you know, although they were also saying that, you know, Hamlin's doing this, and then they started talking about the last the race whenever Truex and Logano were coming to the finish line, you know, banging on each other, and Logano ended up winning. Uh, they were basically trying to say this was payback for that, so... You know, the announcers tend to get a little overexcited there, especially when a Toyota is winning. So Martin Truex, he was, uh, he won the race. You know, this was his seventh win of the season with 26 wins of his career, but he led 464 laps of the 500, and JGR led 99% of the race. So that was that. Um, Now we are the point standings have Martin Truex leading, Denny Hamlin, then Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, rounding out the top eight in the points. So we have three Toyos, three Fords, and two Chevrolets. So that's that. I'm thinking, though, coming up to Texas this coming weekend, we're going to have the Fords are going to shine at that track because it's the mile-and-a-half tracks. um, Texas has been one of the good – good tracks to Ford over the years, so, um, that's, you know, here's an old piston I was going to show y'all, that I actually had uh, from when I did an engine for the uh, 38 car, which was Elliott Sadler, and he won the uh, 150 race down in Daytona, and it was in 2005, but the pistons used to be a lot smaller now, I've actually got a newer piston. I probably don't really want to show it on here due to my loyalty from my old teammates at Roush H Engines um, but it was from whenever Logano won and had Logano signed the top of the piston but one of these days I'll show that to y'all but this one right here is okay. It's safe to show because it's an old plate, restrictor plate piston and we don't use the restrictor plates anymore. We use the tapered spacer but as you can see the inside of the piston but one of the biggest things is how short this skirt is. You know, these, these engines we used to build for those is... basically they were a different animal back in the day. Alright, look at the the small little wrist pin hole there. Just the size of my pinky. Yep. And all these windows are basically lightening areas where they go in and lighten the piston. So there's rules, actually, to the weight of the piston now. You can't do that uh, type of lightning. Well, you can do the lightning, but the piston has to weigh a certain amount. I think it's 425 grams or, or 400 grams or something like that. I don't, I'm not sure what it was over the past couple years. That may have changed. Okay, so in other NASCAR news, we have uh, William Byron just unveiled his Hertz paint scheme. Hertz has, has re-signed for two more years. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know, this is kind of odd. This is second year. He's had Ally. He he has uh, zero wins, four top fives, 16 top tens, and he, get, he got a sponsor renewal with Ally. <laughs> so it basically seems like Ally's re- renewing with Hendrick Motorsports for two more years. So because Jimmy, you know, he's not really sure what he's going to do if he's going to keep racing. Uh, let's see. He is winless in 93 races and not even certain if he's returning and the company's signed Bowman for 10 years when he has ran uh, for five years with one win, nine top fives, and 25 top tens. All right, so you all, if you've ever wondered about the old Petty Blue, so Richard Petty recently was on Dale Jr.'s podcast and told of how the now-famous Petty Blue came about. They didn't have enough paint to paint the car, so they mixed some blue paint and some white paint, and thus the Petty Blue was born. So it has been talked about color since 19, the most talked about since 58 or 59, I would say. Uh, So we got some stuff going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is all a part of them trying to bring in more fans. Uh, The new Thrill Zone will get fans up close and personal at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, They'll be able to hear the roar, they'll feel the rush, and see the exciting action like never before. All ticket holders will get access to the new Thrill Zone. This puts fans away from the racing surface or feet away from the racing surface, uh, which Atlanta, if you've been there and you're anywhere close to a racing surface at Atlanta, which the pit, pits are pretty close, uh, it seems like it anyway, because that track is fast. That, I'd always say that track separates the, the driver with the big ones uh, versus the, the drivers that can be scared. I remember going there with Sterling Marlin, he wasn't scared. He was hammered down at, at Atlanta. So the thrill zone is the eighth fan enhancement announced as part of the Speedway's 20 and 20 initiative improvements to increase the value and fan enjoyment uh, for 2020. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, congratulations to Hut Strickland, our buddy on being selected to be inducted into the Alabama auto racing pioneers hall of fame. Clifford Allison is also to be inducted. So we had Hut Strickland came over and was hanging out here in the shop with, uh, let's see, we had Tom Robinson, down from Indiana and we had a chat hider down from Virginia and Rachel Rodman up from Charlotte. Um, and then a bunch of my other friends came over and we were all hanging out here. That was a good time, good party. And, uh, let's see. And we had, um, you know, Paul and Paul Rodriguez and Kit, y'all should come up for that next time we have a little party like that. Um, that's more, Okay, so here's kind of cool. National Motorsports Press Association honors Kurt Bush for his ticket program for military members. And I was actually looking that up. I believe that's where um, Kurt Bush was getting some, uh, he was, let's see, he, Kurt Bush is selected uh, recipient of the National Motor Press Association uh, Pocono Spirit Award for his work with military members and their families. Uh, Bush has made 100 race tickets available for, to military personnel for every cup race this season. How cool is that. So yeah. Um very happy to hear that because anytime we can support our military, you know what? They keep us safe. Uh they're what keeps this country uh being the free country that we are and sacrificing their life for that. So thanks the military very much. And uh thanks to Kurt Bush for doing that. It's very cool. So the uh Nunster Mile Dover is reducing its seating capacity. Uh, by 29,000 seats, going from 83,000 seats to 54,000 seats. So I was, we were talking about that um, the other day, mentioning how you know why do they do that, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, for one thing, you're paying insurance, you're paying more insurance as a track uh, to have more seats. You're paying more taxes on each one of those seats. Uh, if you have venues and you don't know how many people are coming, you know, you can. You know, over guesstimate, and then if you don't have 20,000 people show up, you know, and you got that many seats empty, it's hard to plan for that stuff. So I guess there's just a way of removing seats. You know, I remember being at Bristol and thinking, could they get, I mean, the place would be completely packed. This is back in the 90s and at the end of the 90s. And and there would be, like, not even a single place left, hardly. But I'll be like, okay, well, there's a slot. They could put some seats right up in that corner. And eventually they did. And I believe eventually they ended up taking some more out because of the the attendance um, has been going down over the years so much. You know, a lot of people watch on TV. A lot of people watch online now. So Matt Tift, I don't know if you all heard about him. He was transported to a hospital, um, replaced by Matt Crafton, Last weekend, and they weren't saying exactly what happened with him. Uh, the rumor was that he had had a, some type of a seizure. So um, he was released from the hospital, um, but still uncertain what happened. Uh, but he had had a brain tumor removed in 2016. Earlier this year, he had a bout with vertigo. Um, so then yesterday, or today, we got some breaking news on that. He had suffered a seizure. Uh, he had an MRI and a CAT scan. It doesn't show that his tumor came back, um, but... You know, we wish Matt Tifton the best. Hopefully, everything will work out good with him, and he'll get back in the car, the 36th car. So, John Hunter Nemechek is going to drive the 36th Ford uh, this weekend at Texas, making his Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series debut. And I believe he's going to run, he's going to finish out the season uh, in that car, if I'm not mistaken, at least uh, or the next few, or three races, something like that. Uh, so, Chase Elliott suffers a uh, major catas- catastrophic engine problems and catches fire during the first practice. Um, that is his second engine that has blown in the last four weeks. And he lost an engine at Dover uh, four weeks ago. Let's see. Some crew members' swaps are happening at Penske Racing. Starting this week, Brad Kozlowski's pit crew will now pit for Ryan Blaney. Bl- Blaney's pit crew will pit for Kozlowski. Except for the Jackman and a tire carrier moving to Logano's team, so Penske's, Penske's Travis Geisler on oh, over the wall changes. He says it's really hard just to just in an effort. It's really just in an effort that we're doing everything that we can as a company to give the two teams the best shot we can. Anyone remember the pit crew swap with the Robert Yates Racing? I was just thinking about that um, earlier today. Whenever uh, they hired the Tiff uh, Gordon's crew, the Rainbow Warriors. I remember that being a big deal back in the day. Okay, so rookie points right quick. We got the uh, tie between Ryan Priest and Daniel Hamrick uh, right now at 46, 467 points. And then we got Matt Tift at 352 points. Uh, Danny Stockman is will be released as the crew chief for the number three RCR Cup car at the end of the season. Justin Alexander will return as his crew chief. Uh, Another week in increase in viewership for the NASCAR Cup Series. Sunday's race at Martinsville uh, produced 5% more viewers than in 2018. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Uh, Oh, we were talking about the the fight, scuffle, pushing match, whatever you call it with uh, Joe DeGano and Denny Hamlin this weekend. Uh, so despite a TV report, no drivers called to the NASCAR hauler. Steve O'Donnell told on NASCAR's Sirius XM, although Logano and Hamlin won't be fined, a crew member may be fined as he slammed Hamlin to the ground. O'Donnell said that the st- that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, came out as breaking news. 3.30 uh, Monday, NASCAR suspends Team Penske crew member David Nichols involved in a fight. On pit road at Martinsville Speedway, Uh, so I'm going to go into the uh, cold beer, warm beer, right quick. And uh, Martin Truex, cold beer, Martin Truex, who had not won a short track, short cup, uh, (laughs) short cup race prior to this year, has now won three of six and led 464 of 500 laps there at Martinsville. He hadn't. He it's supposed to say he hasn't won a short Track Race Pro. Matt Crafton, who finished 25th, ran the car for Matt Tiff, who had also suffered um, a medical issue. Uh, David Reagan finished for a season high of 11. So those are all the cold beers, and we're going to do an honorable honorable mention root beer for the 16-year-old Sam Mayer of GMS in the Gander Outdoor Truck Series, who won uh, stage two of the race at Martinsville, and only his second second truck series race of his career and led 33 of 94 laps. That's The number of races he will run will be announced at a later date. You know, it kind of reminded me of the old uh, Casey Atwood. And uh, so we're going to do a little quick uh, thing on him in just a minute. So Warren Beard, Chase Elliott is in a must-win situation after suffering his engine failure. Uh, Jimmy Johnson in the wrong place at the wrong time. Couldn't avoid Eric Almirola. He finished last. Uh, Clint Boyer ran well. Various issues put him in 35th place finish. And crew members, it's one thing for drivers to go after each other. But for a crew member to go after a driver, not too good. And we were talking about that with Logano's crew uh, and and the Hamlin scuffle thing going on. You know, the crew members kind of need to stay out of it. They just need to back away. Let the drivers, you know what I see? Everybody stay out of it. Let the drivers, if they want to punch each other, let them punch each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's almost like you get all these people jumping in there and people, you know, you had the crew member grab uh, Denny Hamlin and kind of like slam him to the ground. I get it, but you know what? If I were a driver and my crew came up and grabbed the other driver, I'd be mad because I'd be like, you know what? Are you trying to say that I can't take care of this myself? Back in the day, drivers used to take care of it themselves. But you didn't have so many media, and you didn't have as many crew members. You didn't have all that stuff. All right. So that's that. Uh, Yeah, we were talking about Casey Atwood. You know, if anybody remembers Casey Atwood, he was the youngest in the Xfinity Series history to win a poll at 17 years old. So I was going to do kind of like a where are they now kind of thing. So he won uh, in 1999. He won the Die Hard 250 at Milwaukee at the age of 18 years, 313 days, making him the youngest winner in Xfinity history. The, the, the record would later be broken by Logano at 18 years and 21 days. Uh, Edwards' performance labeled him as the next Jeff Gordon, this landing him a ride as a Dodge driver for Everham Motorsports in 2001, but struggles over two years two years derailed his cup career at the age of 22 um so he ran 75 monster energy races in four years with zero wins four top tens ten poles and or one pole and uh four top tens he ran 158 xfinity races over 10 years okay he didn't run in the xfinity series he ran in the bush series uh, but the article said xfinity with two wins 30 top tens and six poles he ran four truck series races over two years and after moving away from NASCAR, Casey ran late models in the 2012 at the National Speedway for Sterling Marlin. All right, let's roll into to Texas now. we got the Texas AAA 500. The inaugural race took place November 6, 2005. The race has always started late in the afternoon, gone through sunset and twilight, and ended under the lights at night, much like the Coke 600 in May. Uh, so it is considered a night event, just like the 600, basically. Um, so the driver with the most wins was Jimmy Johnson at Texas. Most wins by a team, Hendrick Motorsports, with nine. And the most wins by manufacturers, 14, with of Chevrolet, of course, with that many Hendricks and Jimmy Johnson. Uh, the first winner there was in Carl Edwards driving for Ford and Roush H Engines. If you like one of these shirts, I'll try to put a link somewhere here and there, and you can get one of these shirts, by the way, Ford. Um Kevin Harvick won his first, his race, this race last year. This very race, Kevin Harvick won last year. So maybe that should be my prediction for Kevin win again. All right, the race was acquired as a result of the FERCO lawsuit, which forced NASCAR to relinquish the sports fourth major. The Mountain Dew Southern 500 and the process end the Grand Slam, which if you remember the old Grand Slam, that was the uh, the Daytona 500, the Winston 500, the Coca-Cola 600, and the Southern 500 back in the late 90s, back in the days of when you had the the Winston million and all that all that good stuff. So, but anyway, i got to run, take my wife to the doctor. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you all later. Please uh, hit that subscribe, hit that like button, uh, or click on that like, and hit the uh, uh, bell notification to stay tuned in to whenever I do these chats every Monday evening typically. It's been a little busy here lately, but I'm going to keep doing it every week during NASCAR season, and then we'll do some stuff, uh, different things in the off-season. So thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in, and we will catch you later.